the pager is one of your first and most essential pieces of equipment. Uh, you need to have that with you if you're on call, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our lifeboat crew will become very attuned to that pager noise. Uh, and so the first beep goes and they're out of bed and on their way. So my name's Paul Fisher. Uh, I'm Senior Operations Manager in the Life Saving Operations Department at the RNLI. Uh, and my role is to manage and develop our incumbent paging system and the app that goes with it. Uh, so when the pages go off, what we're trying to achieve is a launch time of under 10 minutes. Uh, so most of our crew live within a couple of miles of the lifeboat station uh, and they will have uh, all of their kit ready, their clothes ready at home uh, if they're asleep, uh, to be able to jump into their kit, get into their car and get to the lifeboat station as quickly as possible. Uh, so, so it's not a lot of time. So before we had a paging system, uh, and, and let's, let's go all the way back to um, when the RNLI was formed, so 1824 and through till later in the 1800s, um, uh, you actually get to the bottom of why it's called a shout, because the, uh, the launch of the lifeboat was made possible by someone who was probably at the top of the village, running down through the village towards the lifeboat station, knocking on doors and shouting, to let everyone else know that there was a lifeboat launch and they needed to get to the boathouse. Um, moving forward from there, uh, we then went to the use of pyrotechnics. Um, uh, pyrotechnics is the, the sort of the blanket term for, well, fireworks and other explosive materials. Um, uh, and we used maroons for a long time to alert our crews. Even before the first maroon was heard, the mechanic had reached the coxswain. Then the second maroon, which confirms the call. But a maroon has um, a twofold um, use, if you like. So, uh, as well as alerting the crew to get down to the station, the lifeboat's going to launch, it also lets everyone in the town know that their lifeboat is going out. And the lifeboat is a very central part of a lot of communities. Uh, and so them being aware, uh, it gave the opportunity for a whole variety of different things from uh, lighting a candle in the window, um, so as the crew knew where to go home safe to, to saying a prayer or whatever else it might be. Other, other people would, um, you know, use it how they felt fit. And, and it's just a, a good broadcast alert, if you like. Um, that the lifeboats launched. So as well as in the local community, and bear in mind that last example I gave was probably at night uh, when it was dark and not very nice out and all the rest of it. But in the summer months, when you've got a lot of holidaymakers in your area, um, them seeing the lifeboat launching was absolutely fantastic for fundraising, for getting people coming down to the station and sticking their coins in the collection box outside the station. So it, it alerted everyone that the lifeboat was about to launch. Lifeboats have been launched in a variety of ways and actually some are still used today. The, 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 People actually launching a lifeboat on a small trolley is still done by hand in some stations. 
but before we had mechanized tractors, um, lifeboats were hauled by horses uh, and often over long distances or over beaches. Um, uh, and the horses became intelligent enough because they also uh, might pull the local fire engine. They became intelligent enough to be able to discern the different sounds between the two alarms. So a different bell ringing, they would know whether it was a lifeboat or a, a fire and rescue launch. With the current pages, there are, I think, five available ringtones. Uh, so one of them is much more urgent than the others. Some of them are quite soft. Um, but the one we use to actually assemble the crew and launch the lifeboat is quite a, quite an urgent tone. <coughs> crew members are regularly paged during Christmas dinner. Um, that That's a fairly common one that we hear about um, uh, because People get in trouble at all sorts of times uh, and therefore they need to be helped at all sorts of times. Uh, and so uh, if you're on call, you respond. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm aware that pages have gone off at weddings. Not necessarily the, uh, the lady or gent that were getting married, uh, but, but yeah, other guests have, um, have responded to the pager during a wedding party. Pager alert sounds on saving lives at sea. Uh, it's a really interesting one because the crew are so attuned to hearing that pager noise and reacting um, there have been, I'm told, uh, a couple of incidents where uh, crew members have been on their way down to the station before realising their pager hadn't gone off uh, and it was actually on the TV. The annual presentation of awards was um, the, the annual gathering in London of uh, all those who were deserving of the RNLI's respect and high honour if you like. Uh, so we had people who had been in fundraising guilds who had uh, spent a lot of time and raised a lot of money, um, operational um, uh, volunteers who had uh, been with the organisation a long time and had held a, a position for a long time and, and contributed significantly to the RNLI. But also we, um, we had gallantry medalists uh, now, the RNLI has uh, a scale of awards that range from uh, a letter of thanks from the operations director to a, a letter of thanks from the chief exec. Then we go to a, a framed letter of thanks from the chairman. Uh, and then we go to the senior awards, or what are considered the senior awards, which are the thanks of the institution inscribed on vellum, and then the bronze, silver and gold medals for gallantry. Um, the gold medal for gallantry, incidentally, is given the same level of respect as the Victoria Cross or the George Cross. Uh, and my role uh, back in the day, if you like, um, was uh, I would organise uh, a trip to London for those gallantry medalists uh, and I would host them in London. We would have a tour of the Tower of London, they would have to go to press conferences, they would do a whole variety of different things. But the other side of it was that they were expected to turn up on the day of the annual presentation of awards, ready to walk in front of an adoring crowd of a couple of thousand people. Uh, and believe me when I tell you that any of them would much rather have been at sea uh, and having waves crashing over the bow of the boat than standing on that stage because it was quite a nerve-wracking experience and they were in front of royalty more often than not. Lifeboat crew are so modest and so absolutely dedicated to what they do. Uh, the idea of standing in front of people who are applauding them uh, was was terrifying and, and I do recall a couple of um, gentlemen who were quite robust chaps uh, and were absolutely um, the life and soul of any party uh, needed several 
trips to the little boys room prior to going on stage because the nerves were almost overwhelming them. Uh, I, I'm surprised one of them didn't run away actually. They don't do it for the glory, they don't do it for the honour, they do it because they know it's the right thing to do. Hello, this is Joanna Scanlon. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.